Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here on this episode of the Church Mag Podcast. We have a very special guest, Kenny Zhang. Kenny shares his experience that he had recently with Dropbox. Dropbox lost, deleted, erased two-thirds of his files that he had on Selective Sync. We hear about the situation straight from Kenny, as well as what the church can learn about Dropbox's failure to be human. Okay, I got the email. It says, a note about Dropbox and Selective Sync. We're reaching out to let you know about a Selective Sync issue that's affected a small number of Dropbox users. I really wonder how many, though. Um, unfortunately, some of your files were deleted when Dropbox application was shut down or restarted while you were applying Selective Sync. Our team has worked hard to restore the files that were deleted. You can see which of your files were affected and whether or not you've been able to restore them on this personalized web page. When you go to the web page, and it says that 10,319 out of 37,168 files um, were restored, but the 27,000 are not. And so um, <laughs> they just said, we're very sorry about what happened. <laughs> that's all wow. it says. That's, that's two, two-thirds of your files just yeah. gone. So then basically what happened was when... Dropbox did its thing in updating. It essentially deleted the files off of your local source. Yeah, so Dropbox has this uh, feature called Selective Sync, right? So I've got a couple, you know, like a terabyte or more of data in the cloud. I don't have a terabyte drive on my MacBook Air, and basically, so you use Selective Sync. So whatever the you know my active folders, I have synchronized with my laptop, and so. Um, you know, like my iPhoto library is one of them. And so a large portion of my iPhoto library is gone. Um, it's unfortunate. So the problem, I think what happened was they deleted stuff in the server, and someone asked me, because I posted it to Facebook, when it happened to see if anyone else has, you know. And so basically um, Selective Sync then saw that it was deleted from the cloud and then saw the files on my hard drive and deleted them from my hard drive. I think that's what happens because they're not on my hard drive either. Right, exactly. So even, even you know, if you're using Dropbox or whatever and you're thinking, well, you know, I have a local copy too. Well, you had the local copy and those got deleted. Yeah, because, it, I mean, the sync function works, right? So if you're, if you're on the web and you actually go delete stuff, the sync function should actually synchronize, right? Right, right. <laughs> the feature turned out to be the liability. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so I, I, I'm actually in a tizzy. I don't know what to do. Dropbox definitely has um, very ease of drop and drag. Um, going to a box.net or other solutions isn't necessarily the solution. But now I'm thinking maybe do I need to figure out with, um, what is it, if, t- if TTT, you know, if this, then that, or um, a Zapier service or something like that that's synchronized between Dropbox and one of the other services. So that's the big question that I have right now. You know, what do we do? Because there, you need redundancy. But even then, it's synch- well, I don't know if the synchronization would work between those two services, but um, you don't want something deleted from one side and not the other, right? Right, and with so many people using the smaller hard drives on your MacBook Airs as your portable device, I mean, a lot of people do the selective sync thing. So, I mean, the technology is there. It's it's almost as if the technology moved past the security and the redundancy of it. Right, right. Oh, definitely. 
I mean, people look at Dropbox as rock solid. You have versioning of saves and everything like that. And um, if that if that core functionality is something we can't trust, then what do you do? And so um, I actually have a, a Pogo plug. I don't know if you know of that product. Um, that allows you to create your own Dropbox in the sky. So it's an actual device that sits at home or in the office, and you plug USB dr- external drives to it. And then you can, you know, go back and forth through the cloud. Um, so that's another, you know, basically creating a local Dropbox, you know, physically. Uh, but, but, but that's not the solution either. So I, I think, you know, the question is how much redundancy do you need in, in today's day and age? And then, you know, the Dropbox had that, you know, the password, not the hack, but, um, you know, the, I would assume that they're under a lot of heat for, for this. I, you know, the story has started to go... You know, I'm seeing it on social circles. Um, both of those stories, Dropbox deleting stuff, and then a lot of passwords being published on the web. Right. Clearly, what we these different systems that we've you know come to trust aren't as secure and solid as we'd like to think. I mean, I was thinking about how I have made it a habit to keep all my current working files in Dropbox, so it's always being backed up in real time. And then now this has happened, and it's like. Wow, you know, it's not as as safe. And I thought, well, I'll just then have another backup solution on top of that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. So then Dropbox deletes them and then updates my other backup solution because those files disappeared. So then you're back to doing manual backups backups again. So uh, yeah, not not an easy solution. Here you are. You are like the marketing guy, big click syndicate. I mean, you you know all this marketing stuff. How would you rate? How would you critique? Tell us about their response to the deletion of two-thirds of your data. Well, I, again, I don't know how, how wide of a, an issue this is across their system, across their customer base, but um, they clearly sought out a personal, uh, anti-personalized, right? A generic response that was automated that allows you to go to the site, you have to click through it, and then it figures, it calculates how many files were deleted from Dropbox. Um, so that's not that very helpful in terms of the customer relationship. Um, the other issue, I think, is that their compensation, they just they, they just came out and flat out said, say, hey, we're sorry, we're going to give you one free year's worth of service, which is about 100 bucks. Um, but the value of 27,000 files, to be frank, is much more than much more than an email offering 100 bucks. Um, you know, me, like most customers, will take it, but um, it's the trust issue. When you're, when you're selling a service like this, I think it, it demands a little bit more of a personal response. Um, and you've seen it from other large corporations, right? So um, whether it be um, a personal video that's put up from the CEO of Dropbox or, again, if it's, if it's um, I don't know how big of um, how large scale this is, but imagine getting a personal phone call from someone from the Dropbox team. So you can coordinate that on a, on a mass scale. Even if you had 50,000 customers, um, get a whole get a whole bank of people to start calling um, customers and just expressing and just hearing what happened. So um, that goodwill, I think, there's a huge opportunity for them to you know make it happen. And also, there's no closure right now because I don't I don't understand. Does that mean um, that email is still in my inbox? Right. So I'm checking it every couple of days to see if that moves. Is is this it? Is, is am I going to basically never see those twenty seven thousand files or is there a chance that they're still working on some backups to go back and figure out how to recover those files? I have no idea. 
um, it's a customer that you know they need a little bit more transparency in my opinion um, on customers that they clearly failed their mission um, in terms of serving well yeah I mean all of us we drag and drop or delete files to our trash can like there's yet another step before we delete them so all of us are scratching our heads especially you going okay let me get this straight you only had one copy of all those files <laughs> you know uh, so it, you know it's like what's Dropbox's Dropbox so they gave you a year free so essentially they're, they're, what, what they said is we're sorry about having made this mistake and offering this terrible service. So we're going to go ahead and give you a free year of more service that you can now no longer trust. I mean, that's essentially what they've done. Yeah. And it would be nice to have some, again, more transparency of updates of what are they doing so that this doesn't happen again, right? Um, how do I know that? Or, or why did it happen? You know, it would be very interesting to be um, very transparent that matter. Imagine having a webinar for all the affected customers. All the affected customers get on a webinar. They explain technically exactly what happened. We figured out exactly what happened. Here's the fail safe that wasn't there. Um, going forward, we've you know applied not just one band aid, two band aids. We've applied ten different band aids to figure out you know how to fix this in the future that this this specific thing won't happen. Um, you know, some empathy would actually be. Um, you know, appropriate, I think, uh, to, to communicate that. I think that comes a long way, right? At the end of the day, you just sometimes you just want to be acknowledged and not just be treated as a number. And so I understand Dropbox is a huge company and that their customer base is, is pervasive across the industries, across verticals. So um, we're talking about huge numbers, but, you know, that's where the fortunes can come and go if you really don't treat your customers well, if you don't have that support system that infrastructure in place. Right. I mean, for Dropbox to follow through with exactly what you outlined, and I mean, they can contact you if they want some some uh, consultation, <laughs> am I right? Um, if, if they did exactly what you've outlined, it would be far less expensive than had they refunded everybody a year's worth of service. I mean, the amount, the, the cost, the, the, re, the ROI on doing what you outlined would be huge. It would take, a, it would take a, a loss and turn it into a win. Right, right, right. And again, it's communication. At the end of the day, it's a relationship that is forced between me and the company in a paid transactional relationship, but there's this relationship that we have, and stewarding that, I think, is something that companies really need to understand in today's day and age. Um, so again, I just think Dropbox is a huge opportunity right now to, to make good and to move forward in partnership with its customers. What, what do you think churches and ministries, their takeaway from, from seeing how Dropbox has handled this, what, what do you think their takeaway from a marketing and communication uh, strategy or perspective is? Yeah, again, it's, um, it's being transparent. I think it's an acknowledgement that we're never going to get every single thing right, that there are times that things are going to fall apart, things that are unforeseen. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Dropbox did not plan to delete 27,000 of my files, um, right? And so it's just that the humanity of the situation of being real authentic and being vulnerable that says, hey, I'm sorry, or uh, we understand, or even just listening to the other party saying, hey, what, how has this affected you? It might not. I might have had triple redundancy, and this is this is a you know they might not have even had to give me a year's credit, right? Uh, I might have declined that um, just because they reached out to me, right? So there's 
I think in in terms of ministry, it's the same thing. It's having that communications available, especially in times of crisis, and especially in times when there's a, a glitch or a blip on the radar. Um, it's just a good lesson to to learn here that um, you have a relationship. It, you know, sometimes when we scale, especially in, from organizational perspective in large organizations, even if you you know, even if you have a small church too. Um, there is this sort of notion that, oh, we, we're the institution and then they're the people. And yet at the end of the day, people deal with people. And so we, I think we need to remember that and figure out how to be transparent. How do, how do we go that extra mile in terms of um, really recognizing that the other person on the other side of the relationship with the organization is a human being? And, and that we're all in it together. Yeah, it reminds me of the video that I saw today, Can We Autocorrect Humanity or something to that effect. And basically it looks at the overstimulization and the over you know, technical lives that we live in and how, you know, social media, you know, all these connections have made us less connected and and all these different things, right? Uh, instead of enjoying meals, we take the pictures of them and, and, and it kind of, it's a critical look at technology, the overuse of technology today. And that's that, that reminds me of the situation so much. I mean, here's Dropbox, you know, highly technical and they just, they dealt with the whole thing in a very technical way and not a very human way. Way, and that's definitely like you've just said. That's something that they should have done, and that churches can learn too. Is just you know people dealing with people. Yep. But then that's what it is. Kenny, I know that this is still a little bit painful because it's just it hasn't been very long since you lost all those files. And uh, you know, I have to say, you know, I watched you online on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that. And I'd have to say that I think that a weaker man would have definitely ranted and raved. Uh, and not dealt with it nearly as graceful as you did, because man, that's a lot of files to lose. Yeah, it is a lot of files, but uh, you know, it's, you know, what's most important in life? It's you know, we're not gonna. There's there's other ways around, uh, you know, the obstacles that that, we, that are put in front of us. Well, it's good to see that despite all this technology you're involved in every day, that you have not lost your humanity. Kenny, thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. Good to be with you. <laughs> Church Mag Podcast has been brought to you by Church Community Builder. Church Community Builder is a web-based church management software. Church Community Builder, they care about church leaders. Learn more about Church Community Builder at churchcommunitybuilder.com. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 